Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human, here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Okay, here on The Gentle Podcast today, we have a special guest, Dr. Steph Young. Welcome, Steph. Hi, thank you so much, Rachel. So Steph is a board-certified and licensed doctor of chiropractic a applied kinesiologist and further trained in traditional Chinese medicine and functional medicine, specializing in holistic health, running a virtual and at home practice. So lots of qualifications and experience. And I'm so excited to learn a bit more about you, Steph. And do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your journey getting there, anything you want us to know about you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you said is is completely accurate. I'm a functional. Oh, here. Oh, you can you see my foster cat? She's just <laughs> perfect timing. Um, yeah, I'm a functional medicine practitioner now. Um, I studied chiropractic, so I'm, I'm and I'm an upper cervical chiropractic in specific. Um, but my journey really started years before I decided to go back to school and do, you know, medical um, and holistic medicine training. So it started because I thought I had multiple sclerosis like over a decade ago. And um, I was just searching, you know, like anyone else who has a barrage of symptoms, they're just like frantically looking for the answers. And so I was in the conventional medical system for like four years trying to find those answers. Um, Like many people didn't find those answers. Actually got told it was really just stress, that I needed antidepressants. Actually, they gave me sedatives, Valium, Ativan, um, and also additional antidepressants. And so I just never improved. So that's when I started looking for answers like in more alternative holistic avenues. And that's when I found like a chiropractor, an applied kinesiologist, and um, really started my spiritual journey then as well too. And that's when I started to heal. And once I started to heal, I was like, holy crap, I wanna use this, um, what I am learning from these wonderful practitioners and help people. So that's when I went back to school to um, become a chiropractor and a holistic physician. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that your like spirituality journey played a huge part in your healing. Do you want to dive into that a little and like, what does, what does spirituality mean for you and how did that come into play when you were healing? Yeah. You know, I grew up Christian, um, pretty, pretty typical, um, you know, in the area that I grew up, I was Christian. I went to church and all that stuff, but as, and then probably many of your listeners too, as we grow, we start questioning things. We kind of distance ourselves from what our family taught us. And I did that. And so for many years, I didn't even consider myself religious, spiritual, nothing. I just was like, okay, took a break from it. I had more important things to do, you know, in my early twenties, like travel the world. I went to Australia, whatever. Um, But then when I got sick, it really, you know, puts you front and center uh, face to face with yourself and like, okay, what am I doing to contribute to whatever sickness is manifesting in my life? Um, so it, it forced me to look at like my thoughts, my emotions, what I was thinking about, and then also like my spirituality. 
Like, are there things I could be doing to help myself on other levels? Because I knew even then that healing wasn't just about the physical. So I started actually reading the Bible again, um, just not because I felt uh, I'm Christian all over again, or let me go back to Christianity. I just started reading the Bible or whatever actually um, spiritual text I could get my hand on to learn um, about the spiritual side of myself, I guess. Mm. I started praying again. I started um, doing like affirmations and um, watching all kinds of spiritual things. And I just really dove into spirituality and started to like consider myself a spiritual being and not just some body that mm. needed fixed, you know? So that's where it all began for me. And it just has snowballed ever since then. Yeah. And with your um, patients and clients, how do you incorporate spirituality into the services and everything that you're providing? Yeah, it's definitely um, interesting and sometimes difficult because we all think of spirituality a little bit differently. Some people come from Christian backgrounds. Some people might be Muslim or Hindu um, or atheist. I do have some client clients who don't believe in, you know, any specific God, so to speak, and that's completely fine, but I get them um, I try to encourage them to think of things, even if they can't think of a God or something they want to devote to think of themselves as energy because the universe is energy. We're all energy. And so to think of that, think of yourself as reconnecting with your own inbuilt um, spiritual energy that is going to enable you to heal. So that's been helpful for a lot of clients, even though they don't really have a specific belief or faith, you know, to really look at yourselves as energy spiritual energy. Yes. I love that. And I love that. Like just, you kind of touched on it, the difference between spirituality and religion, like yeah. spirituality can mean like whatever we want it to for ourselves, And it, yeah. we, there's no like rules or certain things you have to do or anything like that. If you want to, yeah. yeah, it's like you said, connect with the essence of your energy. Yeah. The essence of your, your being. Yeah. yeah. That's beyond the physical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for everyone that is listening, that is like maybe has a chronic illness or on their own personal healing journey, what are some things you think are important for them to know or do or what do you have to say around personal healing? Personal healing physically, like they have a physical ailment that they're trying to get to the bottom, bottom of? Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You could start, I always say you could start. I have a six pillar framework and one of the components is spirituality, but you can start anywhere that you're called to. I would say to start where you feel led, like kind of go inward and feel like, ask yourself, like, where am I feeling led to start? Because your, your intuition will tell you sometimes it is starting with the spiritual side and reconnecting to that side of yourself. Sometimes it's starting with your thoughts. Actually, that's, I think that's where I started over 10 years ago is like really getting my thoughts in order and looking at what I was thinking. Sometimes it's starting there, but then sometimes um, it's starting with the physical body and starting to detox, starting to look at any chronic infection, starting to look at your toxic load, your environmental toxin load, if you have heavy metals, all those things. Um, and oftentimes I find people who are more kind of distant from spirituality and they don't really, they feel weird, you know, exploring that, then just start in the physical realm. But um, if you already have a really solid spiritual base and you're having physical ailments, then start on the physical side of things. Mm, yeah. 
So there's the thoughts, the body, spiritual. Do you want to share the other three pillars? Oh, um, <laughs> the six pillars of healing. Oh gosh. So it starts with alkalinization um, of your body. The second one is cellular saturation. So really like, and that's like gut health, sealing up your gut so you, your body can actually absorb the nutrients. Um, the third one is um, cellular saturation. What's the third one? Like detox domination. So detoxing your body, making sure you're draining out all the biotoxins. The next one is um, autophagy activation. So that's all about like fasting and activating your, your body's inbuilt mechanisms for cleaning house. Mm -hmm. um, the other pillar is all about spirituality and your thoughts and emotions. Actually, all that's in one. And for some reason, I'm forgetting the other one. Yeah. I can't remember the other one and I, and I designed it. So that's, you know, how that works. Okay. Let's maybe let's talk about mindset a little more because like in Western culture, it's so common to just like, look at, okay, I'm having this symptom. So I need to, um, I don't know, like I have a sore arm, so I need to treat my arm and yeah correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you look at holistic health and getting to the root cause, it's just because your arm is sore doesn't necessarily mean you need to do something to your arm. To the arm itself, right? Yeah. So when you look at, um, what was I asking? Mindset. So what role does our mindset play in the physical experience we're having and any physical ailments that come up? And yeah, what role does mindset play in then the healing of those ailments? I mean, mindset's everything. It's actually everything. I mean, I, I truly believe that if some, someone could probably heal themselves just with mindset alone and not do anything else. Actually, um, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah. Um, he just, he literally reversed his chronic back pain by, by meditation and mindset alone. And I know other people who, who have um, given testimonials to that as well. So I know that that can be done. But the thing is, is most of us, um, we don't trust in ourselves enough to have that uh, capacity. So we have to start elsewhere and we build that trust in our bodies and in ourselves. And we can compound on that with changing our mindset as we change our physicality. But I do believe that if someone had the right mindset, the right vision, they could heal themselves with just that alone. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know you love to talk about relationships and yin yang <laughs> energies. <laughs> so let, let's get into that. What do you have to share around that? Oh Lord. Oh gosh. I mean, just like I have, you know, so many girlfriends and friends and anytime they have relationship problems, they come to me, which is funny because I have my own relationship problems. Who doesn't, if you're in a relationship, but they always come to me because it's in relationships. It's totally about almost always the feminine and masculine balance. Like if there's some kind of issue going on, it's like that imbalance of energies and yeah. trying to figure out, okay, who's in their feminine, who's in their masculine. How do we balance that out? How can we get on? Cause it's all about polarity in a relationship. And so I love just talking about that in exact um, scenarios. When, when my friends come to me and they're like, Steph, I'm having this issue with my man. This is what's happening. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, you're both in like masculine energy and that's why you're butting heads. So you got to kind of either, and it's, we all have masculine and feminine energies, right? 
So it's not just one or the other. And we can go in and out of both or predominate in one or the other based on whatever scenario is presenting to, to us. So I could talk about that just based on scenarios all, all day long. Yeah. And do you think that, um, like what's the connection between that feminine and masculine energy in our relationships to our physical, mental, and spiritual health? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think about this quite often, actually. Um, whenever someone's trying to heal, and I know this from personal experience with my own healing journey, a lot of times you'll need to be in that masculine energy. Um, really strong masculine energy because masculine energy is about like getting things done. It's about pushing on. It's about willpower and really owning your own um, journey. That's like masculine energy. Um, they build, they destroy things. And by they, I just mean the energy, the masculine energy. Um, so yeah, whenever you're in a healing crisis, you need to really uh, tap into that masculine energy. Like a lot of women who I see mostly women, they'll come to me and they'll be like, I'm just not into like working out. I don't really like to move my body because they're so much into their feminine energy. And that's great. Feminine energy also um, you need for healing. But there's a time where you, you have to step into your masculine energy and say, I need to go work out. I need to push on. I need to fight. And that's very important to get over any kind of chronic illness. But then there's times where you kind of, you do, you, you step into your masculine energy and then you step back into your feminine energy and you're more receptive and sensitive to yourself and soft to yourself. And you listen to, yeah, I'm not really feeling that great. It's okay. I'll take a break from the gym or insert whatever you need to be doing at that said time. Mm. And you're more like flexible. So you need to kind of go back and forth in between both um, to really uh, navigate the healing waters, honestly. Mm. For anyone that's more like dominant in one of their energies, what advice would you give to like, how do you create that flow between the two for someone that spent just say like their whole life really dominant in one energy? How would they, yeah. What advice would you have to create? Right. You would just have to explore, like if someone's just, like I have, for example, in my mind, I'm thinking of a specific client and, and she's really mothers, for example. A lot of people think mothers are very feminine and there's aspects to mothering that is feminine energy. But by and large, and I don't know if it's just our Western society or what, they're off, they are oftentimes in masculine energy. Go, 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 get it done, control, do, fight through things, push on. That's all masculine energy. Protect, take care of. Um, that's masculine energy. So um, when I think of a, a client in particular, she's very much in masculine energy. And I can see that she doesn't, and I always try to encourage her to get back into like releasing and allowing and trusting that's feminine energy. So meditation, moving your body, dancing, doing things that are all about like expressing oneself would take someone more out of masculine and put them more into feminine. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just exploring all those like therapies and avenues is going to, is going to uh, perpetuate more feminine energy. Yeah. Um, If they're vice versa and they're like more feminine, which I do have people like that too. They need to like, I always talk about the gym, get into the gym, follow through with something physical, do something very, very physical and like demanding physical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that will put you into like masculine energy, not even just on an energetic spiritual level, but also on like a very legitimate hormonal level because your body will produce uh, more quote unquote male hormones, androgens, whenever you're doing those more physical demanding um, things. Yeah. Amazing. So how do you think that, so you said that for someone that's on their healing journey, they do really need to tap into more of their masculine, get it done energy. How do you think that plays out? Yeah. So how do you think that plays out within relationships when someone like one person in the relationship is on this healing journey where they're maybe leaning more into their masculine or creating more of a flow between like, how does that impact their relationship? When you say impact the relationship, you mean the romantic relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So how does their, how you mean like how does moving between the feminine and masculine energies impact the romantic relationship? Yeah. So if the, just say the woman in the relationship is like really leaning into her masculine as part of the healing journey, then how can that play out in, in her romantic relationship? Yeah, it definitely can cause conflict. Um, Dr. Pat Allen, the expert on feminine masculine energies. I love her. She's a, a spunky old woman at this point. Um, and she's all about feminine masculine energies and, and all about moving in between the two. She always says, leave your balls at the door. If you are a woman and you're wanting, it's all about just knowing what you want. You don't have to want a masculine man. Some women could be masculine themselves or predominate in that and want a feminine man. And there's no wrong yeah. with that. Nothing wrong with that. But let's say most women, they, they want a masculine man. So let's say um, a woman who's going through her healing journey, she's stepping more into her masculine energy and she still wants to maintain her masculine man um, and bring that out in him, then yeah, she would have to leave her balls at the gym or whatever. Like you don't have to bring that home. Mm. Typically, whenever you're first exploring it though, you will bring it home and it'll cause some conflict and that's fine. You'll navigate it. But overall, yeah, you just, you go to the gym, you bring that energy there. You um, explore that uh, masculine energy. You might explore it in other realms of your life too. Like in, in your career at work, you can really explore masculine energy. That's the best place to explore it. Um, but yeah, just to not bring it into the relationship to, to remember, okay, I'm at, I'm at home. I'm in my safe place. I'm with my man um, or whoever, even if it's a lesbian couple, there's one that's going to predominate in more masculine energy and one more feminine energy. And you just recognize that and, and step back into your quote unquote feminine energy. Mm, love it. Beautiful. Is there anything else that you would just really love to talk about or dive into? Oh, golly. Um, I mean, I could, I I have so many interests. Um, I mean, as far as spirituality, I mean, is that what you're asking or physical healing? Anything that you feel would be valuable to share? Mm, Golly. I mean, I would say something that I, I see all the time in my practice and with working with people is that they just don't trust their body their physical body to heal they they often have and that's probably partly why they're even in chronic illness they have this disconnect this physical disconnect to their body and they don't trust that it can heal 
So I would say to anyone's listening who's going through any kind of healing journey, you have to reconnect with the physical body. A lot of times, even spiritual people, we get like so in our head or kind of out in our you know seventh chakra and we're just like really up here to really ground yourself into those lower chakras, um, your root energy, your survival energy, even your sex energy, and make sure you're balancing this more spiritual evolution if that's what you know your listeners are doing um, with the grounded energy as well, because that's going to reconnect you to your body. And that's not only going to help heal your physical body, but it'll also prevent future physical ailments as well. Mm. I see that a lot. So yeah. Do you have anything that everyone listening could do to start to reconnect with their body? I actually did a whole seven day series on reconnecting with your body on my Instagram. Um, so I have seven posts on my Instagram that they could go look at. Um, and I get very specific like exercises, but just off the top of my head, you know, reconnecting with your physical body would be like, um, affirmations Mm -hmm. to the physical body. Like I'm open to physical healing. I'm open to reconnecting to my body. I always say open to, because a lot of times people will, um, they're not, if to say I am healing or I am, I trust my physical body. I trust my body. A lot of times the brain will reject that because they're not there yet. So I always put that caveat. I am open to trusting my body. So really cultivating that, um, possibility. So starting with affirmations is a good one. Um, doing like active meditations. I don't know if you've ever heard of like an active meditation, Mm -hmm. um, bio, bioenergetic meditation, which is like shaking or Osho's, um, dynamic meditations. This is very um, helpful in reconnecting with your physical body because it's a very physical meditation and you're expressing emotions and things as you're doing it. So it's just very, it takes your spiritual, your emotional, your mental, and it really ties it into your physicality. So that's a great place to start. So active meditations, bioenergetic meditations, working out also, I was talking about the masculine energy, but this is also very helpful for really reconnecting you with your physical body. So movement is going to be huge movement and like working out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, your Instagram is at Dr. Steph Young, which will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to check out that whole series and all the other actions and everything you have in there. So yeah, everyone can go have a stalk of your Instagram now. (laughs) Yes. That's great. Thank you. Um, amazing. So before we finish up any final, any final words, Um, Yeah, I I mean, just my final words would be really to move into trusting your physical body, because just like it, it, it produces a fever, hypothermia, whenever you have an infection, it does that for a reason, it does that for the good of you, just like it does that, just like it heals a cut, um, just like it'll, you know, um, mend a broken bone, that same healing energy is the same healing energy that's going to heal Lyme disease, mold toxicity, biotoxin illness, hormone issues, gut, you know, dysbiosis or imbalances. So the healing energy doesn't just stop with a cut or a fever. Like it can heal you completely. You just have to um, reduce that load of toxicity and that burden um, that is, is compiled over the years and it will begin to heal more and more. So there's that, that's the physical component. And I would say also trusting your own intuition, you know, man, woman, child, whatever, really trusting your own intuition um, for 
knowing what's best for you because we all know what's best for us. No doctor out there can tell you what you your body needs at every given moment. Only you tapping into your intuition really will know what your body needs and what your, your spirit and emotional and mental state needs. So tr to me, trust is like what I would give your listeners um, as like a, as the final statement here, really trusting your, your body and your intuition. Yes. I love that so much. Thank you so much for this conversation, Steph. I've really enjoyed it and I'm sure everyone else listening has as well. So I'm going to put all your links in the show notes, but yeah, Instagram is at Dr. Steph Young. Um, and your website is the same drstephyoung.com. Um, yes. So yeah, everyone go give Steph a follow. Thank you so much for being here and have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight. Make sure you tag me at by Rachel White on Facebook and Instagram. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.